Oh, God, we're going back in, we're going back to the 70s. Well, yeah. 60s for you. 50s, actually. 50s, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> 22. Well, my family have always been a musical family. My father was a professional musician, uh, albeit different kind of music, but, uh, you know, I was surrounded by musicians and music from being a toddler. So uh, it's never been a strange idea to me to be you know, making music for a living and performing as a, as a musician always seemed like uh, a quite a reasonable idea. But um, playing reggae was, I mean... Well, I, I think that's the thing, you know. I mean, with us, we were teenagers and we were we had a love affair with music, like all teenagers do, you know. And, that, yeah. and reggae was around us and it was... Uh, it was I mean, good. at the time, there was prog rock and that was, that was never going to be... Well, at his time, it was prog rock, you know. <laughs> well, you were like, when, yeah. When reggae was invented, I was like a 12-year-old kid. So for me, it was just like, it was an awakening, you know. It was, it was a, a, a moment. Music. Yeah, it was absolutely just... And it was ruled, social. ruled me from that point on, really, you know. Jamaican pop music has just always informed my musical tastes. And when we come from in Birmingham as well, you know, a lot of West Indian people were there, so with them came the music and... You know, and we used to, you know, become friends and we listen to the music. And yeah, we're all from the inner in city, you know, which is where, of course, all the immigrants came to in the 60s and the late 50s. So. Yeah, but, I mean, we didn't argue about... We, we never discussed the kind of music we were going to play. No, no, it was no, always no. going to be a reggae band. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. You know, we weren't going to... We didn't... It wasn't like, are we going to do this or are we going to do that? Are no. we going to play Indian? No, it was never Bandra, considered. Or yeah. It was only ever going to be ready. Yeah. We had an epiphany when we went to see Bob Marley <laughs> yeah. in 1976 at yeah. the local, right. local Odeon. Mm. And we all went uh, as a gang and, yeah, never looked back. Yeah, it was just one of those experiences, you know. You saw pure class but raw as well, you know. And it was yeah. just came from somewhere completely... And he had a message, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah word, word absolutely. Yeah, a political yeah. message mm. as well. Yeah. And that, that was in 1976. Yeah, that was 76. Yeah, and yeah. then so two years later. in Birmingham. So two, two years, later. years later, it took us two years to get round to it. But that was uh -huh. really was the the springboard, the thing that made us want to form a band was that experience. And, and when and so you know, back back at that time, was it was it like you know, we're starting a band. And we want to be big stars, or we want to make, you know, we make want to make successful yeah. albums, and we want to tour. Or was it just like we we really mean, like music, and we want to well, play it was like it was like the punk time, see. So we're, everybody so was in a band. Yeah, everybody in the area where yeah, we were yeah. from, we saw like, like you know, a lot of drugs, a lot of different people. You know what I mean? Like students and everything. A lot, of, a lot of like local gigs. So we just thought we'd have a go, basically. I mean, we didn't really know what was going to happen, did we? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? None of us could play it. just like develops. It's and, true. We yeah. still can't. I mean, you know, we all, we all like dub. We wanted to be like in a dub band. But you know, we? at the time, we were talking about like the later 70s and Still Pulse had had the first reggae album at number one with uh, Handsworth Revolution. We are coming out of the punk era. There was a reggae band on every street corner. It was perfectly natural that we... And you know, it... reggae became big at that point. You, you don't... Join a band and not dream of being successful. Yeah. Of course you do. Of yeah, course you imagine age. you're going to be on top of the pops in no time at all. <laughs> you know, yeah. and for us it happened really quickly. I mean, 12 months of gigging and we were on top of the pops. You know, we, we so record, that yeah. was that was pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. And that was because of Chrissy Hine, the Pretenders, getting us yeah. on a tour, and that exposed us 
Um, a little bit too early, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We weren't quite yeah, ready. Kind of rabbits in the yeah, headlights. We were making yeah. albums we were, and, yeah. and touring ever since, really. You know, we've never stopped. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but but from the from the day we started, I personally saw it as a career. We all treated it like a job. We did it five days a week, Monday to Friday. We started and finished at tea time, but we worked solid. And those of us that were working, him and me, both had jobs, and we gave them up. Hmm. to be in the band, you know, because it had to be five days a week and treating it yeah. deadly yeah. seriously. Yeah, yeah, show business, like, yeah. professionally. God bless the doll. Yeah, and went on the doll so that, you know, we could well, be in the band. £13.50 yeah. you know. or something <laughs> was on the doll. Mm. <laughs> well, and, and uh, you know, res- resultingly, like, one of the wittier band names. Out there, yeah. Like. Well, yeah. yeah, it was <laughs> our mate. He came up with it outside his pub. Yeah. And we yeah, had 10 mate. million followers straight away, so. Three. <laughs> no, I'd like to say 10. <laughs> we always exaggerate. It was called Jeff Cancer <laughs> and the Nicotinis. Yeah, yeah, that's all that point. But you know, at the time, Rock Against Racism were pr- big promoters. They promoted a lot of local gigs and they always put at the bottom of the posters UB40 half price. Mm-hmm. So it was a familiar ex- ex- expression, you know. Everybody yeah. knew what a UB40 card was. Yeah, yeah. When we called ourselves UB40, it was instant, you know, there was instant interest. Mm. And as Norman said, we had three million card-carrying fans, you know, <laughs> People knew automatically. The name already, yeah. And of course, the media loved the name, so we got interest yeah. straight away, you know. It turned out to be marketing genius, but we didn't know that at the time. We just thought it was funny. quite funny. funny. Yeah. 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 Uh, the first album, of course, was Signing Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, which, which is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the same genius. All part of the brand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Marked yeah. on our new that's careers. Us, that's <laughs> us, geniuses. Genius yeah. yeah. brand. We are. Yeah. And, uh, and so, what I want to ask about is your latest album. Oh, yeah, so, back with a vengeance. Yeah, you know, for the many. What, what, what for, for each of you, what's the best track? <coughs> or is there one favourite among all four of you? I haven't got one favourite at all. I'm loving the album at the moment. I'm loving every track on it, you know. Uh, it came from different directions because there were different people that contributed in ways that they hadn't done before because we had a different setup, you know, with a different singer. Uh, so Where this album, sorry? Where did you record it? Well, we recorded sort of wherever we could. We just we, set up with the gear and, you know, you can take your studio around with yeah, you now. Yeah, you know, yeah so we, we, we had these up. rehearsal studios in Coventry that we use called Music Up. Mm. And, um, we basically recorded most yeah. of it there. Yeah. When it came to mixing it, we came to a Birmingham studios and, and mixed uh, what they called Summerfield. Mm. Summerfield Studios. We mix we yeah. mixed the album there, uh, but literally we only had a couple of weeks there. We we worked on and built the the tracks and recorded the tracks in uh, in that Coventry. rehearsal room. And, and in some, in some of it was recorded in you know Earl's front room. Mm. Yeah, a little bit here when we're demoing. Yeah, yeah, you can do that these days. It's great. Backstage. Uh Well, we stopped doing it at some point in the 90s. We started doing it a bit like painting by numbers, where one or two members of the band would go in and and put stuff down, and then another one would go. Yeah, build the tune in the computer. Would build it up using computers, Mm -hmm. you know. And right at the time, you know, kind of kind of lost the band. You know, it was still music, but it wasn't. Stop being a band. Yeah, yeah. So we went back. We I mean, that's what we do. Yeah, I mean, you know, we are first and foremost a live band. Before, you know, we're better on stage than we are on record a lot of the time. You know, so we, that's how we want to hear it. We want to hear the, what we would do live on the record. You know, we're not producers, and we don't uh, we don't 
read and write music either, so we compose together mm. when so we're no jamming as a band. Music. No, we don't no, read music. Great, like, I, I we just really jam. Like it when, like, <laughs> well, we always say it's from Well, if it's good, you'll remember it. If it's not, so how did you guys learn to play? If you did, you just kind of pick up your instruments and play by it. Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah we listened yeah. to a load of records and just yeah. took them apart and played them, yeah. and then started writing our own. I mean, actually, we were. We were, must have been mad. We were doing things we had no qualifications to do, mm. really. We started writing our own songs where yeah. we could hardly play our own instruments. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you, you don't, you're not kind afraid of, when you're young, yeah. you know, you know, you have no fear, do we you? We fumbled our way through, didn't we? We kind did, of. yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, the first album was, I don't know how we got it together. I'm really proud of it. You know, but how we how we managed to do it, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we weren't musically trained, but we were musical. We know what we wanted. Simple yeah. as that. Yeah. Yeah. We were we were yeah. a collection we of, right of musical still. guys who yeah. became musicians. Yeah, and we met uh, at art school. We went to a special art school from the age of eleven, which is where half the band met me and him, and uh, Brian. Brian, the guy that's not here, and Ali as well. Ali we used to go around his house at lunchtime to smoke. <laughs> Uh, and and not go back to school in the afternoons and stuff, you know. And of course, he was the brother, and uh, yeah. So we knew each other from the age of eleven. Yeah, you know. we're from the Peaky Blinders area, Small Leaf. Small Leaf, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? yeah. That's what I put that in yeah. there, like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really cool now to Peaky yeah. Blinders. Is that explaining <laughs> your hat? <laughs> no, cool not really. No, no, no. It's I really shit. It's great. It's Sounds great. I just like even Small Leaf on the big screen. So yeah. it sounds good. <laughs> So it's, it's, it's a go. And so you're about to go out on tour. Again. Again. Yeah. And do you still love playing live? I mean, you, well, you already, you already mentioned that, you know, you That's see what yourself we do. more of a live yeah. band. Than That's a, what we do studio. and have done for 40 years. You know, mm. we, we, whenever we're in the studio, all, you just can't wait to get out and play your new stuff mm. to your audience, you know, to mm. the fans. You want to, you want to get their approval really, because yeah. you're so, you're so always so happy with your new stuff that you're desperate to go and play it to people who you know are going to appreciate it, you know. Mm. So, yeah, that's what we do. We get out on the road, we flog it to death, mm. and then we get absolutely knackered and come home and start making another record. You know, that's what we do. <laughs> it's a constant, vicious cycle. But, you know, we've done it, we've done it for that long that, that we're at home on stage, you know. I mean, yeah. The, the, yeah. all the nerves went many decades ago, you know, and we, I look forward to getting on stage and it's something we know we can do and you know you're going to get the audience, it never fails, you know, I'll say that, one day it will, I'm sure it will, <laughs> but it never fails and it's, it's, it's such an uplifting experience that you look forward to doing it, you know, because you, you feel great when you get off. Absolutely, yeah. we've got such a, a, a faithful, a loyal, you know, hardcore following all over the world, really. Mm -hmm. Everywhere we go, we always get, you know, a lot of the same faces coming, you know, gig after gig. Bringing and their kids. Of course, them. they're bringing their kids mm -hmm. and their kids are bringing their kids, you know. So we're getting three generations of fans now. And, yeah. uh, you know, we I'm can... constantly amazed by how many it's teenagers just, yeah, there are at the front of the, the stage, you know. <laughs> yeah. But we can, go, we can go all the way around the world, as far as you can go, to like Samoa, for instance, and play their 50-year... Um, anniversary of independence, and 20,000 people will turn up and all sing the songs back to us, you know, which is as far as you can go without coming back on yourself, you know. 
that's what gigs are about. It's, mm-hmm. it's uh, you know, it's a relationship between you and your audience. Yeah, that's and, my, that's that, the modern that, music business. You know, that yeah. uh, records aren't worth anything because anyone can make one in their own bedroom, but yeah. not everyone can get up live and. And, and perform as a band, you know. Mm-hmm. It kind of separates. Yeah, them we like big gigs as well, though. We like festivals, isn't it? We mm. like perfect festivals. Oh, yeah. Band. Mm-hmm. You know, we can usually yeah, like suck it to them in like an hour, which is what you usually get. Yeah, and we so, still hold the live yeah. record in South yeah. Africa. We played to yeah. 70,000 people a night for three nights. <clears throat> it's really great yeah. being a member of this band. <laughs> 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 I have to say. Yeah, doing, yeah. Your, doing your own um, gigs is like it's more hard work because obviously the show's longer. But like your festivals, we really have a good time. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, short, you just go for it, basically. Yeah. Just yeah. play a hit set. Yeah. 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 And an absolute treat. Yeah, because we yeah. can play 10 well-known hit, hit records. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big yeah. hits, even for <laughs> our casual listeners, are huge. Yeah. We are very top, lucky to have, like, you know, massive yeah. worldwide hits. 40-odd, yeah. top 40 hits. Yeah. So yeah. it's very easy for us to play a greatest hit set, you know. But obviously, it's like the Robin said, it's nice to play new stuff, you know. Yeah, we yeah. want to play new yeah. stuff, but we could coast on old stuff all the well, time. Yeah, but, but we don't it, want to it do just that. stops you being a cabaret actor. Exactly. You yeah, know, yeah. Ta- when you have something new to play, you know, and something new to play to your audience, it yeah. stops. It stopped you being a cabaret. Yeah. And I think this new album's a bit darker, got a bit more punch yeah. to it. It's, yeah, it's more, more poli- it's more political mm. than the love songs that we that we do that we're known for. Do you know? What well, I mean? so, well, I noticed a, uh, a track that's. On the set list of the new toy is called Trumpy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's actually called, it's actually called yeah. Bulldozer, yeah, Bulldozer, but it's yeah. about it's about like Trumpy. Trump, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so I get me visa to come to America. <laughs> we just don't approve of him, basically. He's not a very nice person. Yeah, let's put it that way. Yeah. You know, don't like his politics. Yeah. So cold, and like right? that was one of the reasons why we kind of got fired up for this album, isn't it? Because like obviously some of so you know mad things going on right. in the world. Let's say all these things are happening. So we. Obviously, it's a perfect time for us to start, you know, venting some of our, um, you know, well, concerns. We've never stopped mm. venting. We, you know, that's mm. what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, pe- people seem to think that we stopped writing political songs in the eighties, but you know, it, yeah. Yeah. we've done twenty odd albums, and yeah, four, four of them were albums of cover versions that happened to be very commercially successful. But you know, the other albums have got a mixture of all sorts, and you know, we've never stopped. Venting, we've never stopped being political, we never will, you know, because there's enough in the world to be angry about, you know. Yeah. A so, Chinese uh, curse says, May you live in interesting times, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're living in very interesting <laughs> times, right? Yeah. But I like it, it's you know, crazy. I mean, this time 20 years ago, I might have said to myself, Well, things ain't going to change that much in my lifetime. Tony Blair was empowered, and everything seemed to be ticking over, you know. I didn't like him, but it didn't seem like we were on the edge of falling apart. Whereas I think now, I think things have shifted and they are less secure. So, in a way, that's good. You know, the fact that Trump exists, in a way, is good because it, it's, a, it's a cat amongst the pigeons, you know. It's, a, it, it, it's breaking down the, the status quo, which I think is, is the worst mm. thing possible is to keep the status quo. So. I'd just like to say, yeah. that is Jimmy. Yeah, yeah and I'm, that's yeah. me. He's talking there. <laughs> he likes chaos. Yeah. I don't oh, think yeah. there's anything good about it myself. Mm. I don't think there's anything good about, you know, thousands of people dying, mm-hmm. which is what's happening in our country now, you know. Yeah. What is it? No, fifth, absolutely. Yeah, fifth, no, I sixth agree, yeah. richest country in the world, and mm-hmm. we've got people dying on the streets. No, no. People dying waiting for hospital beds. <clears throat> yes. There's a choice and, and for you. What we're worried about is immigrants. Yeah. Mm. You know, we complained 40 years ago 
our whole career was built on moaning about <laughs> politics. You know? yeah. And we're still doing it. We were dead yeah. right then. You know, we were saying it's going to end in tears, and that's <laughs> where we are now. You know, it's ended in tears. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, a mixture. It's a mixture. Yeah, there's a, there's a few love songs on there, yeah. as usual. You know, yeah. we're always trying to write love songs because we were never very good at this. But I think we're getting a bit better now, yeah. so we still write a few love songs. But yeah, uh, yeah it's a mixture, like it yeah. always has been. And uh, and when when you're doing the political songs, you know, how do you bring out those messages musically? We don't do it musically. What we do no, is we, we, we do the same music. We contradict it musically very often. You know, we're playing something that's quite happy and uplifting, whereas the words themselves are quite depressing. We do a track called "Love Is All," and everybody thinks it's a love song, and it's 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 anti-love. You know, yeah. saying actually love's not good enough. So, <laughs> but does that matter? You know, really, in the end, they've turned yeah. fucking John Lennon's "Imagine" into a hymn. <laughs> you know, it's become a hymn in the, in the consciousness, yeah. isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, and that Love Is All was actually written as an answer to All You Need Is Love. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. sung again, mm -hmm. wasn't it? So after the UK, what, what are you going to be? Are you going to be going on another world tour before? Yeah, then, yeah, again? we've got so loads where of... Where are you going to be playing after that? We're in Europe after mm -hmm. the British tour. We've got French and uh, Greek and Dutch and... Yes. Spanish Good. gigs, you know, we've got all sorts of European gigs, and then we're in America, August, September. So if we get know, in, if yeah, if trouble, let's yeah, just we'll get we'll America. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, we will just because you see, we are celebrating our 40th year, and we started celebrating it last summer, and we'll continue through through this year, year just yeah, yeah. constantly celebrating Ooh. our. You know, that's how yeah. our, our kids are growing up. It's, that's what dad does. You know, that's and um, we've got grandkids now. You know, that's yeah. the, that's that's how we make a living. Yeah, well, you know, I, yeah. I, I look forward to you celebrating your 50th anniversary. <laughs> 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 oh, it's good. It's good. Well, some of us might make it. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hope we make it. Yeah, yeah. I feel knackered just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> We're taking a book on who's going to drop next, aren't we? Is that the nuts? <laughs> yeah, what bit's going to fall off? Yeah. It's going to lose their ability to play. Because they've got to see now. I'm sorry, yeah, go on. I told you that. But yeah. then again, look at the Rolling Stones, man. Yeah, they're all the same. They've got 20 years on us. I remember great. the Rolling Stones hitting 50 and thinking, oh, God, how could that possibly be doing that at the age of 50? <laughs> and here you are. 75. I was 20 something then. <laughs> yeah, time's gone quick. <laughs> really quick, yeah. Um, are there some deep cuts from across your, you know, your discography that you? Would like particularly highlight as kind of being quite underrated. More obscure yeah, ones, more obscure you mean. Yeah. records, songs <sighs> for people to check out. It's difficult when you've recorded your head. 250 tunes. Well, we've really recorded difficult. 500. Is it 500? 500 tunes we've Good recorded. Lord, yeah, really? so it's quite a fucking lot. Mm -hmm. You sure? Yeah, yeah. It was what's it, Norm, Norman <laughs> Debatte? Oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Norman yeah. Well, 550, I think it was. The thing is, you, you play your commercial ones because that's the ones that your audience want to hear. You know, the sort of more casual fans want to hear your hits. They want to hear yeah. the commercial ones because that's what made them go out and buy the record, etc. You know, but your hardcore fans, Madame they Juice, love a different got... set of tunes altogether. You know, and they tend to be the heavier, more political. You yeah. know, um, uh, I think for a start, Stuart Lee, the comedian. 
the, he came to our gigs and he loved the idea that we do a song called Madame Medusa and we got lots of young girls singing, we're going to shoot her in the head until she's dead. Yeah, he loved that. But it's quite a heavy, that was off our first album, you know. So I would recommend Madame Medusa as one of our more obscure and heavy tracks. Shoot the police in it by NWA in it. Oh, yeah, but it was well before then. Yeah, it was well before then, actually. I think... 79. I don't know. There's... I think Broken Man off the, off the, off the new album, album yeah, is, yeah. is a heavy tune that sounds like UB40 from the early 80s, you That's know, what to you me. That's just listening to now, isn't Yeah, it? we were, yeah. Yeah, yeah that we was just listening to a, a live, the live version. version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I thought it was, I, I thought, I, I, and I'm not sort of, you know, being sycophantic, I did think it was an actual record first. Well, so good, it? Yeah, we've been surprised. doing this for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we know what we're doing. Yeah, and it's, uh, it features a very well-known Jamaican artist, Quebec Pyramid, and he does a rap on it on the album. So, of course, we've got a recording of Quebec. Yeah, I was wondering who is... Yeah, Jimmy yeah. Trigger's I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll trigger let, yeah. let that yeah. off. I like to use technology and, and, you know. Well, but, we can't we can't bring Quebec on tour with us, so yeah. of course yeah. we have to have sample to him and, yeah, yeah. and trigger him. it, you know. Yeah. So, it sounded good, the vocals. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sounded nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good man. I'm sure it's going to be a great tour. Well, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah. Thanks very much, guys. Yeah, Pleasure. welcome. Yeah, Thank you. Wicked.